This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. John Locke tells us about his bots. So I'm John Locke. I'm the founder and principal of, of Freelock, and we are a, a, a company that focuses on web security and maintenance for a variety of mid-sized clients. And so, you know, our focus is keeping them safe and secure first, and then doing the ongoing development that every website needs. Freelock.com is our website, uh, and our office is in downtown Seattle in Pioneer Square. Uh, it's uh, we're actually in a co-working space that that I'm loving, as you know, that lets us kind of grow up and down as we have end up with people going remote, or or in a lot of cases we're bringing in junior people and training them up and getting them really uh, to be effective producers in a variety of different areas that we do with development and DevOps and uh, and systems and and consulting in the two episodes before this john shared with us some of his techniques for doing continuous delivery with his wordpress and drupal part of his business then he also shared with us the long-term branches he uses in the last episode he talked about visual diffing now he's going to reveal the secrets of his bots We love our bots. So uh, we made a bot we call Watney. Uh, is, there a, is, there a, is there a history behind that name? <laughs> the Martian. We Watney the Martian. Yeah, you don't remember the I Martian? don't remember. Is that the, uh, the, 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 the Hannah Bar, you know what I mean? Uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, no, no, much more recent. The The Martian, the movie, and the book that came out oh. just recently. Mark Watney is the main character. Oh, there we are. <laughs> yeah, his avatar is a picture of, of Mark Watney on Mars. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's our main bot that sits in all our chat rooms and um, get, lets us interact with the test systems, assembles the release notes for us. It uh, does other things like give us login links for the site. Unlike a lot of places... We generally don't use passwords to log into any of the sites we manage. Uh, we just get a one-time login link from Watney. Okay. Oh, okay. Is that like through SSH? Uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? Certificates, or I'm not sure how that would work. So there's uh, Drupal has a shell tool that will generate login links, and Watney piggybacks on that. Uh, WordPress, there's a WP CLI and a corresponding plugin that will help with that. Oh, okay. And so there's ways of basically generating one-time logins. There's following the same, the same code path as as a password reset link. Okay, I see. And so it's actually as we've gone through and assessed it, we figure that's actually more secure than using a password. It can't be shoulder surfed. It can't. It, it's useless after after you use it. Mm. And and the bot will only listen to particular people for it. Oh, okay. So it's you know a whitelist of people allowed to, to get them, and we yeah. can we can gate it that way. Cool. All right. That's a. That's a new idea to me, anyhow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we found all sorts of things to pile into Watney. So we have reminders. Uh, there's lots of bots that do reminders, but this has really changed how I run my day-to-day is if there's something that comes up that I can't deal with right now, I'll ask Watney to remind me about it later. Mm-hmm. And I can do it right in the chat room for the appropriate project, so all the context is there. Uh, and it really you know, makes a huge difference. And, and I've started setting reminders for, you know, uh, 
often some every day, but others I'll set out months or a, a year if I want to follow up on something. I just yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's like unlimited alarms and uh, yeah, and, and keep all keep track of what it's related to and all that. So and you interact with Watney like when it wants to remind when he wants to remind you, it happens via chat chat in slack or so we are big open source users and so instead of slack we're using a system called matrix oh. uh, it's it's a, an open source federated chat which means we can run our own chat server and talk to anybody else uh, running any matrix server anywhere Oh. And there's bridges into IRC and into Slack and into they're trying to bridge all the things and make chat like email where anybody can chat with anybody else on the internet. Wow. There's lots of silos that are kind of hampering that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think of how with Slack, how many times you have to go sign up for a new Slack if you want to participate yeah. in it and just all the the overhead on that and you can't just talk to somebody on another Slack if you're not in it. Mm, right. Uh, Matrix is trying to solve that problem. Interesting, and and it's a it's great software. We're really like liking it. Uh, Watney in particular uses some of the the corner cases or corner things that Matrix supports, such as arbitrary JSON metadata. Uh, so Watney itself doesn't have its own database. It stores everything in the chat rooms uh, that it's operating on. So. It, uh, we set a matrix state for you know in a chat room for what what project does this refer to and Watney can use that to find out how to connect to it to get a login link. Oh, wow. uh, all, all of the data it needs about a particular site is stored in the chat room for that site. So Watney's stateless, uh, mostly, and then any like how do I say this? Specifics are stored in the chat room itself. Okay. Yeah, so for, for us, as we're scaling, what we start doing as we're looking at other agencies is uh, is spinning up a new copy, an entirely different instance of Watney. So what we're seeing in the marketplace is there are these big companies and there's tech startups that are really tech savvy and they have their infrastructure covered. But there's a huge mid-market out there that is not that tech savvy. They really need the help and the technology we think is really great and really can help their business in in, in really dramatic ways so so that's who we're trying to serve uh, but none of the tools are really built for handling 60 clients or 200 clients or a thousand clients they're built around one or maybe five you know and so a lot of the ground a lot of the reasons that we've had to come up with these solutions is because we have 60 of them going at a time and so when we look at scaling we're looking at well you know I don't need one giant server to handle 200 clients, I can just have four of them. I can have four moderate-sized ones. Hmm. Uh, so one big benefit of having all the state kept in the room is we can kick Watney out of the room and add Watney 2 into it, and it picks up and runs with all the state. Why do you need two Watneys, by the way? An example might be if we are uh, working with another agency and they want to have their own instance, and and, uh, and you know, and so so what we're starting to do is looking at uh, running our pipeline and infrastructure as a white label for other clients. Oh, white label for other clients. And huh. given that it's all open source you know we still haven't really sorted out that many details but we we do plan to support having it all entirely on their infrastructure there might well be for particular clients a regulatory needs for that sort of thing HIPAA or uh, in particular uh, or other other reasons why it would not be acceptable to have a bot running on our infrastructure managing their code hmm. 
so, so we're kind of built, we're architected to be able to support that pretty easily. Okay. And, and we can switch somebody in between because the metadata stays with the chat room or all her that you know all the data about the project so we just kick our bot out and, uh, and add a copy of the the bot that's on your infrastructure into oh, it and there's no no data migration needed it just picks up and runs oh that's cool how do you work with this bot like i'm I, i'm what kind of bot technology are you using <laughs> it's a it's written in node.js and it oh. leverages the matrix uh, javascript api or there's a whole sdk available that we built it on and it's not really that complicated it's it's all just a, a json requests a push and pull and then uh, and then it's uh, calling out to some shell tools and uh or for for driving the the actual ci cd and it uh yeah and that's basically it wow okay yeah, I was expecting to say something about some bot framework that you probably used. Is that the Node is the Node.js something you guys wrote, or is there a bot framework that you're leveraging? Or so, well, so Node.js is a JavaScript engine uh, that that you can run, build all sorts of commands on. So it, it's basically uh, one step further removed from headless Chrome. It's it's like the the JavaScript engine from Chrome originally um, that's standalone, and so it lets you run JavaScript on servers. Okay. And Watney, and, and so all this big explosion of JavaScript in the in the web world is largely due to Node.js, and um, and that's what Watney runs in, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we're using the Matrix SDKs to make it really easy to post events to a room and listen to events and and you know act as a bot, and then the and then it's just a little you know it's not even a control loop, it's an event listener that every message comes in, it takes a look at it and say, do I care about this? You know, it parses it and says, okay, if I see a command I recognize, call its code. Oh, okay. It sounds like it's not doing full-on language, natural language processing. No. You have to know the, the protocol to talk to the bot, and then the bot will... Yeah, so the bot is listening for... I mean, it, we've wrote it in a way that there's several different ways that it's listening for things. For the most part, for most of the commands, it's just all bang, you know, exclamation point command. And it's got a list of those. If it sees that at the start of a, a text, then it, then it follows and does the function that handles that. Um, there are some others for listening to messages from, uh, so Concourse is our, configure, is our CI-CD pipeline. Um, it's a, it's, we use that instead of Jenkins. Oh. So Jenkins is kind of the granddaddy of, mm -hmm. of deployments stuff, but uh, well, there's there, it's itself forked from an earlier one, but right, right. that's that's the one everybody knows about. Sure, we use used to use Jenkins, but back to the dealing with sixty pipelines uh, at the time, Jenkins didn't have pipelines, so we had to configure all of these manually through a web interface, mm. which sucked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we we looked around and found that hey, there's a whole bunch of different tools that do this, and we evaluated a few of them and landed on Concourse, uh, which is by Pivotal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. And it uh, runs everything in Docker containers, So, oh, nice. uh, and it's very non-opinionated about a lot of things. It's all configured through YAML, and you build your containers with the tools you need, and um, and write a little script that, uh, that each uh, job can kick off, and and it just works. So, so we wrote our uh, matrix uh, connector so that so the concourse can dump messages into matrix 
and Watney will listen to those specifically to know when tests are complete. Ah, I see. And we also, as part of that, will send back state, such as the test results uh, output from the test scripts. Uh, we'll send those right back into Matrix as well, uh, and Watney will take those and format them nicely and print them for users. Wow. Cool. Wow, that's a lot of cool stuff. Appreciate the the time. This is this is awesome, and it's always fun to talk about <laughs> the systems here. Yeah, every time you start talking, I hear a bunch of things I want to ask about, and then you cover <laughs> it, and then you throw a new one out there. Like, oh, that would be interesting. What should the audience know about FreeLock? The biggest thing that we are trying to do is is get open source out there uh, in the world. I, I kind of feel like we've gone down a path where everybody thinks they need to use the software as a service because you know if it's not my core business, I shouldn't be doing it. I should let the pros do it. Uh, I kind of have a different take on that uh, coming from the open source world and being entrenched in that for 20 years close to uh, where I think you're, there's a real risk of that when you look at all these software as a service companies. Uh, one thing you can count on is they're going to change and that's not really in your control. Uh, they're mostly, most of them are venture backed and looking for an exit and if that exit is successful to something like Google, they may get shut down if there's only 10 million users. There's just so many risks that are out of your control when you're using a software as a service and open source provides a real uh, alternative to that and there's some amazing software that works really well that's totally free for use. The cost is the time to put it in your business and make it work, uh, as well as keeping on top of security and all of the, the costs of owning your own software stack as opposed to using someone else's. And that's where Freelock comes in. We can really help you manage those risks and make sure you're keeping up to date and on top of things. And uh, we'd love to help if, uh, if this is something that's of interest. Agile Thoughts wants your help. However you find our show, be it through iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation systems, go ahead and leave us a review. Click some stars, and that will help us grow the show. Thank you. This is the last episode of the series with uh, John Locke of Freelock. The first episode starts with episode 70. Then it runs all the way to this episode, episode 72. You can find a link to our show archive in the show notes. Or you could search for Lancer Agile Thoughts Show Archive and you'll find us that way.